people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in 3, 2, 1. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, today, after a great session of rants last week, maybe we'll get a little ranty on a new topic. How does that sound? Today? Hey, I, I love a good rant. Oh, awesome. All right. So here is the rant today. We will start out with the case that I plan to make. Job descriptions suck. How does that feel to you? That I, I'm 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 feeling a rant coming up. It's already in my stomach and it's coming up right now. So yes. Oh my goodness. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about why job descriptions as they exist today suck. We'll just okay. put that out there as topic one. Topic two, what's a better way of putting together a job description that'll actually help you hire better people? Right. And increase chances of success. That's two. Three. What's the way that I suggest to my clients, they structure these new job descriptions to help them land the right uh, leaders for their team. How does that feel to you? At, I, I, I'm feeling good. All right. So let's tee up. Why? Do, or here, we'll do it this way. <laughs> do you think job descriptions suck and why do they? Yes, they do. All right. Because they're never adhered to. Job description is written once and it's put into a file. And for that position, for years, that's the same job description. Even though things change and responsibilities change, the actual written job description hardly ever changes. And the job description is not evolving with the position, with the technology, with the responsibilities that come on from time to time. It's like they're put into a drawer, almost like a business plan, where once we write it, we feel good and we put it in the drawer and we're done and we just go about our day-to-day tasks. So I will agree 100% with you that job descriptions as they are today suck. (laughs) Excellent. So a few things I would add on to why they suck is this whole idea that we can somehow cognitively decide 27% of your time is going to be focused on this and 18% of your time is going to be focused on this. And that, by the way, the one I'm going to send out to my candidates that I'm really trying to recruit for my job also indicates how much and how often I might have to carry heavy things because that's a federally required job description. Sucks. I don't, I get why our friends in HR and our friends in legal who watch this say they still need some sort of structure. My, right. I'm setting aside the legal stuff because I'm not a lawyer. What I'm saying is, how do I hire compelling? How do I hire and compel the best candidates to come work for me? And how do I ensure that they fully understand what their expectations are? And I submit that job descriptions as they exist today, which then drive subsequent job postings as they exist today. Right. are terrible and they aren't going to help you attract the best candidates. So yeah, there's no, no rant. Yeah. Well, no disagreement. No, no, not between you and I. Okay. But maybe between us and 
our HR friends. <laughs> Us and our HR friends. I'm, uh, we've probably done enough on this podcast in two years that we don't have many friends left in HR or legal <laughs> for that matter. So I yeah. Think it's well, just- after last week's rant on on the state of remote work, uh, I probably don't have any friends left any anymore. So <laughs> yeah, let's, we'll get some sternly. So, but no, no. Getting into that job description. Okay, let, let's let, let's go back to its purpose. If we truly want to refine the job description, what is the purpose of the job description? It is to set boundaries for a person to tell them, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're not going to do. And when we talk about what we're going to do, detail is fine from an HR perspective. But when you're on the front line, you have to be able to adapt, change, move, uh, adjust to what's happening right now. And if that job description is not kept up to date, which they aren't, which goes back to your original statement of why job descriptions suck is because we don't keep them up to date. And to be, as you said, to to take a job description and say X percent of your time is going to be doing this, X percent of your time is going to be doing that. No, your responsibilities, just list the responsibilities. And if I put you on a project, Obviously, your time is going to change because you're going to be in charge of or working on a project. And within your job description, you have responsibilities for a certain aspect of that. But for a period of two months, three months, whatever it may be on that project, you're going to spend 90% of your time doing that project. Right. And then to come back to somebody and say, well, also in your job description, it says you need to do this, this and this. And this goes back to my rant last week of you need to set those boundaries, because if you don't set those boundaries, then people are going to take advantage of you. And so the job description was to keep everybody in their lanes. But we work in a culture, a work culture today, where those lanes constantly are intersecting with each other. And job descriptions don't take that into account in many instances. Well, yes. And the other problems I have with the job descriptions is it's really, if you think about it as a recruiting tool, sending out that cold calculated piece is not giving people a vision for what it is they're going to be doing in the job, right? I mean, how many times do we read a job description and show up for the job and it's like a whole different thing, right? You know, how do I know what the vision is? How do I know what the culture is? This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can go out to Glassdoor and see some things, but I don't really know at the highest level, you know, what, what is the job going to be like? And I, the other part is, right, we so often, we've talked about employee engagement before, is a big core to being an engaged, having engaged employees and engaged leaders on your team is that they're aligned with the mission and vision for the organization and they understand their role in it. We're not telling them any of those things in a job description, right? So, all right. So, so are you advocating we get rid of job descriptions entirely? Let's go all the way to one extreme. We got two extremes. We have a job description. At the other extreme, we have no job description. Where does Craig Anderson fall on that spectrum? I fall into let's make a better job description that is actually a tool that helps us recruit the best candidates, land the best candidates, and help every prospective candidate have a vision for what the position is going to be. So shall I transition to that? So, So let me just ask you, if you're thinking about 
what would help me as a candidate, because we've talked about, right, we have all these surveys that post-COVID, everybody's getting the heck out of their job. 60-something percent of people are like, I'm out. So I'm now in this position to recruit great talent. What I think we want to include in there is, again, from that engagement perspective, what is the mission of the role? Not the mission of the company, which is also important, but what am I going to be asked to build over the next probably three years, right? So many people are kind of like three years on the job horizon. You know, no one's right. working 20 years for the same company, right? So if I come into this role for three years, that's what I used to ask people when I hired. It was like, look, I'm asking you to join me for three years. What is it that we're going to accomplish in those three years? So you really know this is what I'm going to spend my time doing. Right. Talk to me about why it's important. Help me understand what are the near-term objectives, how you want me to do the work, and then what are the projects I'm going to have to focus on to get that done? Yeah. Those are the things I think are crucial. Well, you know, it's interesting because you, you brought something up that just sparked a, a, an idea in my head because we talk about leading organizations with goals and visions and those goals and visions at different times require different talents different amounts of work in order to get accomplished. And when you've got an individual where this is my job description, this is what I was hired to do, you get into that uh, that that mindset almost of a, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but a lot of times uh, unions, I'll give a perfect example. I did a, uh, I had a booth at a major trade show and I was in Chicago. Chicago. All right, I'm narrowing it down. I'm going to get to the actual person's name here <laughs> where I needed to plug in electricity to my booth. And I had the plug in my hand to my display and I was going to plug it in and someone grabbed my hand who was wearing a blue, you know, uh, work shirt and dicky pants and work boots and said, you can't do that. And I said, the plug's right there. What do you mean I can't do that? It's got three receptacles. It's got a, it's a three-prong receptacle. My plug is a three-prong receptacle and I'm inches away. What do you mean I can't do it? It's against the rules for you to do that. You have to have someone who it's in their job description to go and plug that in for you. And that was a union rule, keeping someone employed that I guess I'll, I'll use your favorite person, Bob, <laughs> was responsible for going around from booth to booth and plugging in people's booths. And I couldn't take Bob's job away from him. So Bob had to do it. And I had to put in a ticket for Bob to plug in my electricity. And I waited. 45 minutes until Bob showed up with his tool belt hanging low. And it was a full moon that day when he bent over to plug in my receptacle. That's how I see in many respects, the traditional job description is that we have created boundaries within the company, but yet we're talking about getting something accomplished and we want employee engagement. We want collaboration. We want ownership. And a lot of times, in my opinion, job descriptions prevent that from happening. 
when they're formally and they're structured and they're not put in the context of what's going on, right? So imagine an environment where everybody has a job description that's outlined from the context of the mission and the vision of the organization for the how of the business, for the objectives they're responsible for, for the priorities they've got to execute on. And those can be viewed horizontally across the organization too, right? Yep. So now we have all those pieces together. So I understand when I come in, here's this kind of area I'm going to be working in. But if one of those values is working horizontally across the organization, I will work with marketing and sales and delivery to ensure that whatever, right? right. So now we start to have, I understand that I'm supposed to come into an environment where I'm not coming into a stovepipe. My expectation of this job is I'm coming into a horizontally integrated company that's also vertically integrated with the boss. Exactly. So, I, I see job descriptions almost like I see selectric typewriters, which for our viewers, if you look over my shoulder, you'll see one. It's the typewriter that I got through college in. They were developed during a time where there was lots, lots of structure. We live in an environment right now where our companies are need to be, in order to survive, flexible. And I don't believe that the traditional perspective, idea, image of a job description fits into today's um, corporate environment. Mm -hmm. If we want collaboration, engagement, ownership, we can't be as specific as the old job descriptions were. Right. I mean, look jobs shift over time, what you do shifts over time. These documents, you know, part of this document is to get you in, right? That's right. what we want to do. This is, we want to create a picture on a canvas of what this job's like, not a list of tasks to check off because, you know, and again, here we're talking about leadership roles. We're talking about, you know, more professional job levels, but we want to make sure that people understand, you know, this is the job I'm going to have. This is how I'm going to work. These are the expectations at the highest level. And also, by the way, we're going to bring that person in and things are going to change, right? They may find other things that are that are important. We now can go in and make those adjustments and we understand in the context of a larger job what that means, because right. now we have an understanding overall of all these pieces are integrated together. If I change this, that's fine. But how does it impact these things that I've already got integrated? That is where I think this adds tremendous value to the recruitment process, to the hiring process. And by the way, when this is all clear up front, as we go through the year, you know, and if we're playing our A game on this, right, we're checking in on some of these things every month during our one-on-ones with our with our team and everything. You know, if we're really playing our A game, there are no surprises, right? It's all well and good to say 27% of my job is revenue growth for the company. But if I don't know what my revenue growth is and I don't know what it's coming up from, right? Hey, Craig, you're hired to, to generate $15 million in revenue. Sure, no problem. Then you get in the job. It's like, what'd you do last year? Three. <laughs> so, you know, we have to have these things where they're communicated so people understand what they're stepping into because, you know, look, it's really expensive to fill a job. You sure. don't want to have a misunderstanding about what's going on with the job six months into it and they move on. If right. they don't understand the environment, they don't understand the context. And, you know, going back to something we talked about last week, this is going to require leaders to really understand what's going on in the business, to understand how their people are working together. So a challenge for you senior leaders, make sure you have a good understanding of how your team's interacting and what you're expecting, right? right? And how you've got everybody horizontally integrated. Because what I would recommend is if you're doing this going forward for new positions, let's make sure we've got that for the existing roles as well. Right. So, so Mr. One-Page Business Plan, yeah. <laughs> do, do, would you be approved of a job description that is one or two sentences 
that outlined you are a let's take an IT job. You are a developer. Mm-hmm. And your job description is you need to do on all projects what needs to be done in order to make that project successful from a true IT development perspective. No, because that lacks specificity. I don't know reading that what success looks like that in that role. I will get this job description onto one page, which is not a heavy lift. We can do that because it'll keep us focused, but we have to have specifics. So what I want to create for that job description is in three years of this, three years into this role, you will have created X, Y, and Z that's going to generate whatever for my business. You gave me a really bad example because I've never been an IT developer, so I don't have good (laughs) specifics for it, right? But if it's, you know, let's say it's a sales role or let's say it's a, you know, an operations role. Okay, take a take a sales role, take a sales role. Three years from now, you will have 25% market penetration in your targeted market. You will have signed 15 new customers to the business and you will um, have a prospect pool of whatever, you know, 200, you know, 200 people in your sales funnel at all times. Yeah. So apologies yeah. for my terrible. Loki, Loki agrees with that. That's Loki good. agrees emphatically. <laughs> Craig so that's, Loki agrees with that. <laughs> so at the top, right? So now, okay, that's what success is going to look like in three years on the roll, right? Right. Now I can come back and say, so why is this position important? This position at the mission of this role is to place our company successfully in the Southeastern market in a reputable way, which is terrible, but I'm doing this on the fly. Now I'm going to come in, okay, year one, if that's where I got to be in year three, and this is what I'm trying to do, what are the key metrics I need to have achieved by the end of year one to be successful in my path to that larger mission? Okay. How am I going to do it? I will generate revenue through leads from marketing, through cold calling, and through, I don't know, conference attendance. Okay, now I know, right? How else am I going to do it? I am not going to you know, I will work from the highest ethical behavior. We can do it sales guys and maybe a couple other things like that. Right. So I get to find how I'm expecting you to do it. I'm not getting micromanaging. I'm communicating to you. Here's the cultural ways that we do business here. Right. Right. And, and that was the old job description. It was my, if you looked at it, it was micromanaging Yep, because it was spelled out in detail. I like your description of a new type of job description where you're setting goals Yep, and you're saying that in order to accomplish these goals, this is what you would be responsible for. As you said, you know, getting for 15% penetration into the market, making 50 cold calls a week, whatever that takes. But you weren't getting into the true micromanaging of the details that the traditional job description had. And then, of course, you would have and you'll be a team player. You'll live and abide by the values of our organization. But again, those they're specific, but they aren't micromanaging. No, that we're laying out what it is. If I tell you what success looks like, all I have to do is check in from time to time that you're executing on what success looks like. This actually frees the leaders from micromanaging right now. There may be, depending on the person you hire, if there's a, you know, situational leadership curve type thing, or I've got to be more engaged, less engaged over time, that's fine. But the idea here is not to micromanage. The idea here is to provide clarity, to have really good clarity. So I know when I take this job, this is what the expectations are going to be. This is what success looks like. If I'm the kind of salesperson who does all my business by, God, this is a dated, like by taking the prospects to, you know, golfing and strip clubs, 
That's not within the way we do our business here. Because I've seen situations where people have brought sales reps in and the way they do business is like, they're not the way we want to do business. And now I'm in a bad place. A lot of activities for the good old boy network. Yeah. And we, we, we obviously, we live in a diverse culture where that good old boy network just doesn't cut across all different demographics. Yeah. And, or, you know, Hey, Maybe that is how you do business and that's fine. If that's how you want to grow your business, go for it. But we, we're clear about it up front. We want to get fit. We want to get cultural fit. We want to get missional fit. Right. We want to get people who want to do business the way we want to do business because that gives us that engagement. That gives us everybody on the same page. That reduces a lot of problems down the road. And that's what job descriptions don't do the way we create them today. No, that's you use the, you, use yeah. a different way. You use the word stovepipe. I would have used the, you know, the, they just, you know, we, we're in, we're in silos with sure. a job description. It puts a person in a silo and yeah. we live in a, in a corporate culture, business culture, where we encourage collaboration mm-hmm. and silo mentality remnants from the past. If I can call them that don't actually encourage that collaboration, teamwork, uh, and ownership. There you go. Wow. That to me. So now I that think, I have I think, you're, I think you're onto something, Craig. I yeah. think you can take this to the next level. We'll have to see. I'm sensing there's a book in you. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. But if you'd like to talk to me about how to start building this in your business, Craig at clearpathcoaches.com, I would love to set up some time to talk to you about it. So I'll just okay. get that little plug. And that's the first time I've directly plugged in almost okay. 100 episodes. And nice our episode. accountant will be sending you an invoice for that advertising time. We hired an accountant. <laughs> I didn't know we hired an accountant. Oh my God. I didn't know we were making money. All right. Yeah. Hey, so this is my job description. <laughs> yeah. What's your key takeaway today? My key takeaway, Craig, is that you have brought up a very good subject when it comes to bringing job descriptions into the year 2021 from 1960. We need to make them where they're more objective oriented and not micromanaging. So my key takeaway is everyone should take the job descriptions that you currently have in your drawer or your employee handbook that has your job description and rip that out. Almost like in that Dead Poet Society movie with Robin Williams, where he has all the students at the very beginning of class remove the front chapter because it's just bogus. It's stupid. We don't need it. It doesn't make sense. It's not what poetry is. Old job descriptions are not what current business is. That's my key takeaway. All right. So I have two key takeaways. One, Uh I just want to measure the box we need to create your cement shoes after you ran down Chicago Union's. So get ahead of the game a little bit because this is going to be a solo podcast before you know it. Two, uh, the key takeaway is we've talked so much about changing culture and changing engagement, but we haven't really taken that all the way down through the organization. And I think this is the next logical step to get mission aligned, highly engaged leaders and employees in our business is to create highly missionally aligned job descriptions so people know what they're walking into. So that's my key takeaway. Love it. Great. Perfect. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership, as Craig and I talked about the evolution of the job description, what it used to be and what it should be, please like, share, subscribe, leave us some comments that 
on what you think when it comes to job descriptions in your organizations. Uh, do they work? Don't they work? And what may need to be done to change them? Uh, in addition, don't forget, you can view us on YouTube every Thursday and also on LinkedIn. And in addition to that, we are available on all of your major podcast platforms. So until next time, Craig, I'm going to keep it going. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And get that vaccine if you haven't been vaccinated. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 